No matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, whether you're a new follower or you've a seasoned follower, we all go through those times where we feel disconnected, maybe disappointed, or even disillusioned in our relationship with the Lord. Well, today my guest, Mario Guzman from The Rock Church in California, shares what he feels the Lord has taught him about what to do in those moments where you feel disappointed in your relationship with the Lord. Stay tuned. It's a good one. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Oh my gosh, before we dive into the episode, I had to make sure to share this exciting news with you that Java with Jen officially has a merch line and a coffee line. Holla! You can go grab a snuggly sweatshirt, a trendy graphic tee, and a super cool coffee mug to go with your delicious, organic, and naturally sourced coffee from Didami Coffee, who have so generously partnered with me for our coffee line. There are multiple styles in the merch store, which will give you something inspirational and on trend to wear every day of the week, designed by yours truly. And there are workout clothes, phone cases, mugs, so many options, as well as a dark and medium roast coffee. So much goodness. You do not want to miss this. That's at javawithgenmerch.com, javawithgenmerch.com. Go check it out. And if you order something, throw it in your stories on social media and tag me so we can see what you're loving. That's javawithgenmerch.com. Go check it out. You guys, thank you so much for popping into this episode this week. I'm super excited. This episode was very spontaneous as far as my guest is concerned. I basically texted him last night and was like, hey, Mario, you got a fresh word? You want to be ready to record a podcast with me tomorrow? And he was ready and he squeezed it in. And so I think the Lord just ordered our steps to make this happen for you guys. Well, this is Pastor Mario Guzman. He is from California and I met him. Actually, I think he found me on Instagram and invited me to be on their podcast. So Pastor Mario is over the pastors under Rock Church. He oversees the pastoral ministry that pours into new ministry leaders and upcoming pastors. He's been at the Rock Church. Year. It's been about eight years now. Okay. So, and the Rock Church, for those who are unfamiliar, I visited it once in San Diego. My twin sister went there when she lived there and it was this huge, awesome campus. There was... I thought there was like thousands of people. Mario says there was maybe about 1,200 people. It was a stadium, and Christine Kane was their surprise guest speaker that that morning. But I remember being very stunned by how present the presence of the Lord was in that service, despite the fact that it was a huge church. I expected it to feel more commercialized, and it was actually very powerful. And um, so the Rock Church has five campuses. Their main one is in Point Loma. They have about 12,000 members there. Their other campuses are about 1,200 each. And so Mario, Pastor Mario, thanks for joining with me and gracing us with all of your wisdom and revelation. Thank you for having me. Like you said, it it was kind of last minute, but we're not going to blame the host, right? We're going to give her extra grace. (laughs) Right. Extra grace for me, please. So my listeners understand kind of where you're coming from, your ministry background. You've been in ministry about 11 years, eight years at the Rock Church, and you've done a variety of things there from overseeing Sunday ministry, doing outreach ministries, Sunday messages. And then you also have what's called Live Kingdom Talks podcast, right? 
Yes. So our Life Kingdom Talks podcast, we're going to break this season just as so as we're transitioning our ministries, getting everyone back inside and building our communities again, where we have our season kind of at a hold right now. But you guys can go check out the podcast called Life Kingdom Talks. That's awesome. I love it. And that's actually how Pastor Mario and I, sorry, Brother Mario and I met was he found me on Instagram. I guess it must have been a hashtag I used or something. I don't even know how you found me on Instagram. But he sent me a message and was like, hey, you want to be on our podcast? I was like, who are you? And then I looked up the church and realized I'd been there before and had loved it. So it just felt like quite a divine connection. And um, so if you guys go check out his podcast, he's got about 21 episodes on there. You can enjoy binge listening to those. And if you keep digging, you'll, you'll find me on there somewhere as well. Today, you guys, we're going to address sometimes if you've been walking with the Lord for any period of time, can possibly experience this sense of like, I'm going to call it false guilt. As we unfold it, you'll see why it's false. But like the sense of guilt or shame that people can feel around being dissatisfied with their relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's not, you're not feeling God. You're not as on fire as you used to be. Or there's, there can be seasons where we go through where it's your relationship with the Lord is a little less satisfying than what you've experienced before. And Pastor Mario brought out in this, in this topic, he's going to bring out why that might be the case and what you can do about it. So Mario, why don't you speak to that pain point when people feel guilt or shame around feeling dissatisfied in their relationship with the Lord? Where do you think that comes from? Yeah. So when I first gave my life to the Lord, right, I want to say I was about 19 years old when I gave my life to the Lord. And I remember I bought my first Bible. I was reading through it. I was I started going to to prayer groups. I started going to Bible studies. Started going to service every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I started serving in ministry at a capacity where I felt that where I felt comfortable, and I still felt dry. I still felt empty. Mm-hmm. I would read the Bible and I would read about this spiritual God who who gave revelations that spoke through the prophets who parted the Red Sea, this powerful God, right? Yeah. And I didn't have that relationship with them. I felt like God was just not speaking to me. I didn't understand why. I read about this God who speaks to his people, but for some reason he wasn't he was not speaking to me. Mm. So I started condemning myself. What am I doing wrong? What's going on? I know this is the God of the Bible. I know this is my God. And it turned it turned out that I kept checking all these boxes and I was just trying to be a good Christian. And one day I just I just let it all out and I said, Lord, if, if you're really real, which I do believe you are, this is not working out for me. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good person. This is not working out for me. It, it I feel so empty, so dry. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. I remember I cried out to the Lord. It got to a point where I ran out of tears. I ran out of words. Yeah. I ran out of boogers. <laughs> I was just, I was just so dry. I was so empty. I had nothing left to give to him. I didn't know what to say to him anymore. And I thought just cried, cried out to the Lord and my hunger and thirst for him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I finally told the Lord said, it's time go get baptized. At this time I hadn't been baptized. So it's time to go get baptized. And that's when the first time it clicked, I felt like I heard from the Lord. I wasn't reading my Bible or anything, but I felt like I heard from the Lord. Mm. 
Mm. And that's when, that's when ministry really started for me, where I felt like I had this connection with them. Now it was an audible voice, but mm. it was something I just felt in my spirit telling me, go get baptized. And that has, to this day, that's what altered my relationship with the Lord. Mm. I want to say it's what ignited me to continue to pursue him. Was it, was it the fact that you got baptized or the fact that you heard him speak to you and you felt seen by him? It's the fact that I heard him speak to me mm. and I felt acknowledged because we, we all have a purpose in life. And sometimes we want to fill those voids. Like I, I kept trying to be a good Christian. I kept trying to fill in the blanks and I kept trying to stay busy, but it wasn't working out for me because what I was longing for was a relationship with him. See, at the time, I didn't know that's what I was longing for. I didn't even know what to pray for, yeah. but I just knew what I wanted was a relationship with them. I just didn't know how to put it into words. Yeah. I didn't know if it even made sense biblically. I was a new believer, but I just, I was just reading about this amazing God who moves mountains and talks to his people. And I'm over here reading this Bible. I felt like I was reading about him, but I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. I knew of him but I didn't have a relationship with him and that's what I was longing for to have a relationship with him yeah and that's what ignited my my passion and my fire just to continue to pursue him with that relationship when I felt acknowledged and the Lord was there with me the whole time I just didn't realize it right so basically that moment created a moment of connection for your relationship with the Lord, because you had one with him, right? I mean, just as you're saying, yes. you to be a believer, but because you were seeking him in a really vulnerable way, a really honest way, and you were able to hear from his spirit, really, it created a moment of connection. And that moment of connection filled your spirit again. Kind of leads us to the passage that you had brought up about the woman in the well in John or woman at the well in John. So elaborate on this because you draw out a really interesting point of how someone can feel hungry and yet satisfied in the Lord at the same time. So why don't you dig into that a little bit? Yeah. So it's a definitely a concept that I wrestle with a lot with the Lord. Mm -hmm. When you really think about it with a rational mind, right? You thirst and then you're quenched, but then you thirst again. So when Jesus talks about in John 6, verse 38, he says, he who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. On the B attitudes in Matthew 6, that he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. We constantly, as believers, we hear this term a lot, that he quenches our thirst. Yeah. And it almost, and with a rational mind, it sounds contradicting. Right. How can you thirst for something and then be quenched and then thirst again, right? Right. And I was asking I was asking the Holy Spirit to teach me how to break it down to people because it was a, as many ways as I've heard it before and I tried to explain it myself. I just felt like I couldn't really fully understand the concept and how to explain it to people. Mm. And then he led me to the woman at the well. And I, I know most of us are familiar with the story, and, but I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of the woman, of the story of the woman at the well. Yeah, go ahead. Jesus tells her, Jesus asked her for a drink, but she right away, because she, she's not a Jew, she feels that she, at, at that time, Jews weren't so, socialized with Gentiles, right? Mm. So, especially a, a woman. So she felt already 
guilt and shame being around the presence of the Lord. Even though she didn't know he was the Lord, she felt that shame and guilt because of her background. Mm. And sometimes when we come to the Lord, we feel that shame and guilt where, okay, like I see you, but I feel so ashamed to approach you because of what I did yesterday of the things I've done in my past. And the Lord asked her for a drink. And the Lord, he offers her a drink and says it's a rivers of living waters and that she won't thirst anymore. And see, here's the beauty of it. When you read, when you read it in context, Jesus was talking about this river of living water that he's talking about. It's a relationship with Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what he's offering you. A relationship relationship with holy spirit and he showed me just like my relationship with my wife when i first met my wife and i decided to marry her i knew then and there that my eyes were not going to entertain any other woman anymore Mm -hmm. because i found the one that quenched my thirst for a relationship with another woman yeah and when i married her i knew then that this was not it because even though she quenched my thirst for that relationship, I was still thirsty for more. I wanted to build upon that relationship. I wanted to build on our marriage, have kids, have grandkids, go on vacations, have experiences. I wanted more, right? I wanted to be in communion and fellowship with my wife. I wanted to do everything with her together. Even to this day, it doesn't matter what, what our walk looks like, Mm-hmm. we're always looking to find a way to partner up because we're we're building on this relationship and that's what he showed me when he when he offers you this 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 water that tells you that you won't quench anymore but then again you're still gonna thirst it's because it's a relationship with the holy spirit that you're building upon yeah and he wants to give you more he wants to build that relationship with you he wants to partner up with the things he has for you for the kingdom of God, he wants to move through you. He wants to be in fellowship with you. He wants to be one with you in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And that's, that, that's how he showed it to me. That's so good. And what I hear you kind of pulling out of that, um, which I think is relevant to anyone who's a listener who's like, well, I've been in the church. I know Jesus, but I mean, I've walked with him for years, but I still feel a little satis- dissatisfied. What I hear you saying is kind of bringing out two things. One, you can know Jesus in a deeper way by having a relationship with the Holy Spirit himself, um, which is beyond just Holy Spirit lives in me, but now I'm walking and living with the Holy Spirit as my, as my companion, my partner, my counselor, which is what the word of God says, right? Where when Jesus left, he said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit who will be your counselor and will help you in this life. And so a lot of denominations acknowledge salvation, but they don't really acknowledge the partnership of the Holy Spirit. They acknowledge his indwelling, maybe like, yes, he's in you. You're making it to heaven. Congratulations. But they don't necessarily acknowledge like, like Romans 8, 14 says that those who are sons of God are led by the spirit of God, which is a demonstration of life walking with him in partnership with him. And so that's one aspect that could possibly be why someone who's been in church for a long time, but is still hungry. If they, if, 
if you as a listener, listeners, if you find yourself in that place, ask yourself, have I met the Holy Spirit as my best friend? And it can be as simple as Holy Spirit, I realize I'm meant to have more of a relationship with you. Teach me how to have more of a relationship with you, you know, and just, just by paying attention to him, you know, like you can have someone sitting in the room, but if you're ignoring them, even though they're there, you're not going to have a relationship with them. It's not until you go over yeah. and talk to them and engage with them, you begin to build a relationship. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. So I see that as the first thing. But the second thing that I hear you saying is when, as we walk with the Lord, we will have moments of dissatisfaction because that dissatisfaction is supposed to drive us to press in for more connection. Is that what I hear? Yes. Yes, definitely. And that's where we sometimes are, as believers and even leaders in ministry, right? We feel like we're drying out because God has given us a task. This could, it could be for a certain season and that season is coming to an end mm -hmm. and we still want to keep pushing, right? Yeah. But because we haven't pressed into what God has for the next season and we're at a place of pursuing him again, like, Lord, what's next? What else do you want me to do? And this is where as leaders, where we fall short a lot, where we feel we already have this solid relationship with the Lord that we stop pressing in. Yeah. Because we heard from him. We, he gave us a direction for our ministry or our calling, but the Lord likes to do things differently all the time. So it's important for us to constantly be pursuing him, be pursuing that relationship because he, he can be, he can be telling us to raise up someone else to take over because he's ready to move us to, to another area, right? Another area for his kingdom. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I liked the illustration you shared with me earlier about the example of when you were traveling a lot and how it impacted your relationship with your wife, because I feel like it's such a great picture for the, the dynamic that we also experience with the Lord that where we can breed dissatisfaction or feel disconnected or feel off. And usually if we ever feel off with the Lord, then usually our response is, is um, shame or condemnation or feelings of guilt. Like I must be doing something wrong, but I feel like your illustration really kind of pointed to the heart of why we sometimes feel that dissatisfaction. So share that illustration about your wife when you're traveling. Yeah, so um, I travel a lot for work, and every time I travel, my wife and I, we both know that there's going to be this disconnection already in the natural because we're, I'm in one state and she's in a different state, and as much as we are intentional about spending time with each other, about making appointments, I'm going to call you at 5 or I'm going to go have coffee and you're going to go have coffee and we're going to FaceTime to try to make you feel like we're both having coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we try to do things intentionally like that so we can feel like we're next to each other, even though we know we're not. Mm -hmm. But even through all that, there's still that sense of feeling disconnected. And sometimes even through the phone, it, it, sometimes it gets kind of tricky to tell if she's really having a good day or not or Sometimes we, we miss each other so much that it just gets to us. And sometimes we take it out on each other because of that. Like, I'm ready to go home, but I can't because I still need to finish my, my job over here. But every time 
I come back home, it's like all that went away. We picked up where we left we left off. Yeah. And we start building on that relationship again. And it is like that with us with the Lord. It's not always sin that keeps us away from the Lord. Sometimes we're just busy. Yeah. We become busy bodies and it keeps us away from the Lord. And next thing you know, we went from I didn't spend time with them today. I didn't spend time with them yesterday. Mm-hmm. It goes from a couple of days to the weekend's about to get here. And then next thing you know, it's one week, two weeks. And you could be doing things for the kingdom of God, but your quality time has diminished because you've been so busy mm-hmm. and then you feel ashamed. Yeah. You feel ashamed and you don't even know how to pick up again where you left off. Yeah. But just as my wife embraces me as if I was never gone with open arms, we pick up where we left off. That's the same with the Lord. That's he good. rejoices when you come back to his presence. He rejoices when you when he hears from you, when you make appointments. He rejoices when you're talking to him, let him know how you feel, whether it's praise of worship or whether you're just venting to him and just letting everything out. He rejoices to hear from us. That's so good. I love, I love even how you said that because it's so true. And I don't know why with the Lord, we respond with, with shame, um, maybe because of just our, the sin nature inside of us tries to condemn us, but it's true. Like you just, I mean, like, what a waste of time would it be if you get home and you waste all this energy instead of connecting with your wife, beating yourself up over having to be gone? You know what I mean? Yes. That'd be such a waste of time. She'd be like, whatever, you had to be gone. Let's just, let's just reconnect. What's the big deal? You know? And, uh, and I, and I want to highlight that really for my listeners. Like if I was to slogan that, I would say no shame, no guilt, dive in, (laughs) no shame, dive in, just dive in, you know? And, uh, and so I feel like that is one of the things. And I, I think the Lord probably built that in because he's built us for connection. And so when our souls start to feel disconnected from any relationship, your sister, your mother, your brother, your dog, (laughs) you know, your spouse, the Holy spirit, whenever we feel any kind of disconnection, things will start to feel off. And then we'll start to experience emotions, maybe insecurity, maybe sadness, maybe guilt, maybe shame, whatever. And we're meant to just don't waste your time on shame and guilt. Just dive in with the Holy Spirit, just dive back in. And, And I think that's built in to draw us to continue to seek him out. It's not meant to draw us into shame. It's meant to draw us to seek him out. And so I love that. Okay. So what about this? I can hear people kind of saying, okay, well, I'm trying to connect with God, but I hear crickets. What about Mm. that? (laughs) Cause that's a real. Okay. That's a real good one. And that's something that we, I believe we all have experienced a lot of whether we're based in Christ or we've been in ministry for a lot of years. We come to seasons where we just don't hear from the Lord. Okay. Um, And here's a big one comparison we compare our walks with other people mm-hmm. we see what other people are doing and i've i've come across where i've compared my age to other people's ages like i'm not doing even have the things that they're doing <laughs> like I, I need to do more lord okay send me tell me what to do right now i need to do more and that's a snare from the enemy comparison because it, it leads um to guilt it leads to depression it leads to shame And next thing you know, you're beating yourself up when the Lord hasn't called you to compare yourself to anyone. Your walk is unique and your calling is unique as well. 
And God will speak to us in a way that we understand. Yeah. He might give someone visions and dreams, but if you don't understand visions and dreams, it's not, it's not going to keep speaking to you in that way. He'll speak to you in a way that you can understand. He can speak through you to art. He can speak to you through an audible voice. He can speak to you in writing in your prayer time. Yeah. I don't, I don't journal as, I'm, as much as I would like to. But I know so many people, when they journal, they just receive revelations from the Lord. And I'm like, wow, I need to start writing more. Yeah. <laughs> but we see this concept with the woman at the well, right? Jesus, yeah. when he spoke to her about, about um, the living waters, this fountain, the context of it is the relationship with the Holy Spirit that he was offering her. See, the woman at the well, she knew about relationships because she had a five husbands. Yeah. And the one that, and the one she was with right now, Jesus said that was that's not her husband. So she knew relationships, and she knew those relationships didn't quench her. Mm. So God spoke to her in a way that she would understand and be able to receive. And He speaks to us in the same manner in ways that we understand and we're able to receive, yeah. but still leaves us enough mystery for us to keep seeking more. Yeah, to keep wanting more. Yeah. It doesn't always make it so plain, but to enough so we know is the Lord trying to communicate with us so we could seek him, so we could seek out the truth that he has for us. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes speaking to that, that objection of like, what if I just hear crickets? I think some, I, I had on here on my notes, like, is there unforgiveness? Is there disobedience? Are you taking time with him? But I realized that's where our brains automatically go is what am I doing wrong? that God is not speaking to me. And, and what I want to just kind of leave as, as a reassurance for my listeners is that if you're, if you're trying to connect with the father and you're struggling to figure out how to break through and like really connect with his presence or connect with the spirit and hear from him. Yes. It's good to search our hearts. Like David, David says in the Psalm, search me and know me and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And when we present ourselves to the Lord to ask, is there unforgiveness? Is there sin? Is there any issues? Um, kind of like the woman at the well, she had five husbands and that was a barrier into her having healthy relationships because she was operating out of unhealthy um, mentalities. But the Holy Spirit is our helper and he will lead us into truth quickly. Uh and so if you present yourself to the Lord, you're like, Lord, what's in the way? Is there sin in the way? If nothing comes to mind, there's probably no sin that is the barrier. If, if you ask the Lord, God, am I, am I, do I have unforgiveness against someone? If nobody comes to mind, then unforgiveness is probably not a barrier. There's also a principle in the Old Testament where it talks about, um, there, there's a, and I don't even remember where it's at, but I remember reading it. It was so much life to me where it said that there was this woman and she said she would follow the Lord through the desert because of her love for him. And in those moments when things are dry, sometimes I'll just say, Lord, I'm struggling to hear you. I don't, I don't necessarily know how to connect with your voice right now in the way that I'm used to, but I'm going to follow you through the desert because I love you. And so even if you choose not to speak to me strongly, clearly, whatever, 
then I'm just going to continue to trust you'll speak to me as I need to hear it when I need to hear it. And in the meantime, give me eyes to see how you might be speaking to me in other ways, you know, kind of like Mario just said. And so, yes, search your heart, see if there's anything in the way, but don't get stuck there because that's what we do. That's where shame and guilt comes in. We get stuck there, issue digging until we feel like we can find something. But if the Holy Spirit is not bringing anything to mind, there's probably nothing. That's not the issue. Just be aware. God may be trying to speak to you through other avenues like Mario mentioned. And so here's our action steps for how to deal with the the pain of like uh, discouragement or disillusionment when you feel like you're dissatisfied in your relationship with the Lord. Um, Mario, your first step was to self-evaluate the fruit of your life on a regular basis. Go ahead and speak to that. As believers, we have to evaluate the fruit we produce because we're going to be known by our fruits. According to scripture, we're going to be known by our fruits, right? So we have to evaluate our, our fruit. And it's so easy to see See, when you ask somebody, how was your weekend? They'll tell you, oh, it was good. I had a good time or I had a bad weekend. But we were quickly to acknowledge if our week was good or if it was bad, but we don't try to get to the root of why your week was bad, right? Mm. So one of the practical steps that, that we teach is evaluate your fruit every day before you call it a night. See See if you had a good day or not. And if you had a bad day, what was it that made it a bad day? Mm. Was there something that triggered you? And this is very important because if someone if someone got you to a point where you were triggered and you holding on to something, mm -hmm. you can let it go before you call it a day. You mm. don't have to carry it over because usually you don't only carry it over, but you bury it too until something triggers you again and it, it comes back to the surface. That's good. So it's important to evaluate our fruit daily. Yeah. And once you realize what the issue is, whether you might be struggling, Lord, I don't know why this triggered me when he responded this way. I don't know why it triggered me or why I took offense to that. Show me, Holy Spirit, why it bothers me so much. And when Holy Spirit shows you, release it to him. Yeah. Say, Holy Spirit, take it from me and fill me with your fruit. If it's work, Lord, I had a bad day at work because of so on, so on, or, or this person said this, or he approached me the wrong way, and I reacted, and, and what he got out of me was anger, wrath, and hatred. That shouldn't even be in me, Lord. If I'm so filled with you, he should have received peace from me. He should have received love and mercy from me. Lord, fill me with that fruit. Take away anything that's not of you. And it's important because one of the um, most quoted scriptures in the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. Every spirit that we read about in the Bible has a fruit that produces. Like Holy Spirit, he produces patience, love, kindness, long-suffering, self-control, and so on. So we can't ignore the emotions that we have within us. We have to acknowledge them and see if they're from the Lord or not, and surrender those areas of our, of our lives yeah. so we can walk in that purity that he has for us, right? So we can walk in that righteousness that he has for us. He called us to be holy, and he, he called us to be holy because he knows that with him in us, it's possible mm -hmm. that we could 
we could surrender those lives to, to him and live this life of holiness. Yeah, that's so good. So he kind of blew through all three steps right there, which shows how simple it is that easily uh, to evaluate if you're feeling dissatisfied with the Lord by checking in with yourself every day or, you know, whenever you think to every other day, whatever it ends up being every day being ideal. Was this a good day with the Lord? Was, did this feel like an off day with the Lord? And if it felt like an off day, why? What was my fruit? What was the fruit of my life? What was I operating out of? And then by taking the time to just do regular maintenance, just like, you know, with our spouses, if we take the time to regularly check in and connect, then it really alleviates bigger, weightier issues from forming and becoming an issue, becoming a problem. Um, and so evaluating your, your fruit, step two, pinpointing the root of those behaviors. Where is that coming from? Why was this an off day with the Lord? Where is that coming from? Am I feeling guilt for something? Am I feeling shame? Am, did I freak out on my husband and now I need to go repent? <laughs> uh, you know, what made it feel off? And then just deal with it. And then third is invite the Holy Spirit to fill you and walk with you in a relationship with him where he doesn't just live in you, but he walks with you. Cause this isn't, yes. this isn't about a final destination. Heaven is not just the final destination and, you know, getting saved is not the final destination. We have a whole life between salvation and heaven that we get to live out. And that's where our relationship with the Holy Spirit comes in. And so this is a daily journey. And when that dissatisfaction comes in, it's meant to get our attention to drive us into the heart of God and not to pull away from him. And so that goes back to no guilt, no shame, dive in, no guilt, no shame, dive in, just go for it, connect with the Lord. And, um, that's how simple that it is really. Amen. No shield, no, no, no shame, no guilt, no guilt, no shame. And what was the other one? Dive in, dive in. I love that. Yeah. No guilt, no shame. Dive in. So you guys, I hope that, I hope that you guys could see out of this, like just your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with the Holy spirit parallels any, any other relationship. If you have struggled with feeling disconnected from the Lord in various seasons of your life, firstly, don't tolerate shame in that place. Don't tolerate false guilt. Don't tolerate shame just evaluate, take time to process it. Lord, why do I feel disconnected? If any sin or issues arise, deal with them quickly, just repent and move on. And otherwise, just like realize it may be an invitation from the Holy Spirit to just reconnect, spend some time in prayer, spend some time in worship, man, 30 minutes in worship with the Lord can set right weeks of feeling guilty. You know what I mean? It doesn't take yes. a lot. It just takes connection. Amen. And so any last thoughts for us, Mario, with that? No, I just want to encourage everyone. doesn't matter where your walk is at right now. Take a moment and evaluate your life. Evaluate the fruit you've been producing and release it to the Lord and yeah. ask him to fill every, every aspect of your life, work, ministry, family, marriage, just surrender it all to him and don't be ashamed to walk into his presence. Mm -hmm. Just like Adam and Eve, when they were ashamed, God clothed them. He covered them. God is going to cover you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to cover you. Yeah. He wants you under his covering. Just receive it and forgive yourself. That's very important. You need to learn how to forgive yourself. 
because God has already forgiven you. So good. That's so good. And I love, I love, again, back to the illustration you brought up in the beginning of the episode with the woman at the well. I feel like it's such a perfect illustration of how no matter how much baggage we bring with us, Jesus was almost not, if anyone has seen the, uh, the chosen and that episode, have you seen that episode, Mario? Yes, I've seen it. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I cried. I cry with every episode though, but I just love how the woman at the well, like Jesus wasn't distracted by her sin. He was aware of it. He spoke to it, but he was really distracted with his purpose for being there, which was to heal and restore her life. And, and so the shame and the guilt wasn't really a, a part of the conversation other than her kind of processing, like, like, is this how we're going to know you? Like, I don't understand. We're supposed to come to this mountain, you know, and she was kind of processing the, the religious protocols. And he was like, listen, I have come to bring life, life in abundance that you will not thirst again. And there will come a time when you don't need to be on a mountain to meet with me, but I will have worshipers who worship in spirit and in truth all the time you know? And so he was again about connection. He was trying to bring her connection. And so anytime you may feel disconnected or, or even like that shame and guilt is trying to speak up, remember the story of her. She had five husbands. She had some emotional baggage to deal with, but Jesus came and he was not distracted. He didn't fixate on her baggage. He fixated on her and his purpose for meeting with her, which was healing and restoration. And um, I feel like that just kind of it kind of pulls the rug out from any kind of shame that would try to latch on. Yes, definitely. So good. Well, remember guys, no shame, no guilt, dive in. Now don't go anywhere because we have a short life hack coming at you right now. Mario, for the life hack today, it ties right to the episode. What is your life hack for my listeners? For today okay so life hack we have to be intentional about making time with the lord we're intentional about every other relationship right uh-huh. i'm intentional about connecting with my wife after work where we're going to go eat are we going to go eat are we going to cook so my hack is make an appointment with the lord and be there and if you guys are like me who has family around all the time let them know that you have an appointment with the lord mm-hmm. that way they don't become a distraction and then you can just focus and press into the lord so be intentional about making appointments with the lord like and on you your make calendar, appointments. Like on yes, your calendar. What's on your calendar. That's how I do it. I set up my times with the Lord on my calendar and then Siri reminds me you have an appointment and okay, it's time. I'll stop what I'm doing. If something was coming up, like I canceled it because that's that's priority for me. Mm-hmm. It's a high priority alert on my phone. I need to spend time with the Lord and I'm intentional about it. Otherwise I lose track of time and the day just ends and I start a day. The day ends and I didn't even spend time with the Lord. That's so good. I love it. All right. Well, Mario, thank you for taking the time so much. It's so good to hear your heart on this topic and just connect with you again. Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate it. It was such a blessing for myself as well. Absolutely. Well, you guys stay in touch. Now, listen, don't forget, go check out the merch store online. If you haven't, or if you have, I'm always adding new stuff. That's javawithjenmerch.com. And then you can also sign up to be a sponsor for the part podcast. If you'd like to do that, you can do that at patreon.com slash Java with Jen or in straight in the anchor app. There's just a button you can tap to give to the show. 
Um, and be sure to share this episode with two friends. You can tag me on social if you're listening and you post a photo. I will reshare it in my stories. I love seeing who's listening. So don't forget merch store. Sign up to sponsor the podcast if you'd like to and share this episode with a couple friends. You guys, thanks for listening. We Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon. Or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, we have merch coming. Stay tuned and I'll let you know when it hits the stores. Until next time, remember, you will fulfill your greatest destiny one day at a time.